Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Thursday, and you know what that means, folks. It means we bring on the one and only Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, man. So uh, one of the- I didn't get the memo about the tie. <laughs> I, I Otherwise, I would have worn a tie. Actually, oh. my, my daughter has been after me to wear a tie because I haven't worn a tie in such a long time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but- there's a good reason to do it. Yeah, funny story. I should have sent you a note, but funny story. I went to pick up my wife's dress at the dry cleaner and they asked, Hey, do you want some of your, do you want your clothes from a couple of years ago? I'm like, didn't know I had any. Sure enough, come all these dress shirts come out, full on fancy suit comes out. I'm like, oh, I might as well wear one of those things tomorrow. So that's what I'm doing. Just I threw it on just because. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, I think I have a bunch of stuff left over at the dry cleaner from before COVID, but the problem is I've lost like 35 pounds in the so none of it's gonna fit me anyway. <laughs> Donation. Yeah, exactly. I should at least pick it up and get it off their hands and take it to Goodwill or something. But uh. That's funny. That's funny. So, hey, uh, one of the things I've been doing with a lot of my experts this week, because we all come from different domains, different expertise, is really asking you, what kind of books do you recommend, uh, folk, that you've enjoyed, that you thought were helpful, that maybe others should go pick up? So, uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got, I've got a pretty good uh, reading list of stuff that I like. Okay. And I just pulled a couple of my favorites off the shelf. Uh, unfortunately, I've, some of the stuff is in my office. I'm not in my office today, um, but I'll, I'll just kind of tell you about it, but I've got books, other books I can actually hold up the cover and show you if you like. Sure. Uh, but the first one that I always recommend to everybody is called Irrational Exuberance oh, by yeah. Ron Schiller, who is uh, a Nobel Prize winning economist. And Irrational Exuberance is about uh, how markets work and specifically how they they work during the great financial bubble mm-hmm. and subsequent crash and yeah, uh, and it is you know his general thesis is that markets are not rational right so uh it's very difficult to tie what's going on in the markets to any kind of economic news uh it what basically you have is feedback loops so when everybody mm-hmm. is feeling good they're all congratulating each other and encouraging each other to buy and everyone's taking the example of everybody else and they buy yeah. more based on what the, you know, what happened to the last guy until it runs out of steam and goes in reverse. And then the opposite happens where you have a negative feedback loop and, uh, you know, you have a crash. So it, it's a very, very, uh, good book mm-hmm. and very readable. It uh, is. It book. is. I remember I read that book came out what, like Oh, nine ish. See, so, yeah, I just had it up here, and of course, yeah, I, yeah, uh, it's one of those books I certainly read. It's it really has helped me validate. I track the consumer for much of the same reason, right? Because if you could find out where the wave of consumers are going, you know, you actually, can... yeah, it actually came out uh in 2000, year 2000. Oh, 2000, oh, older than I thought. Is, okay, is, I guess that's the original version of it, right? Because uh, because he talks about the financial crash, yeah, it's it's um. You know, and the interesting thing too is when we talked about how all the money came out of the dot bomb dot bomb dot com, uh, 
bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It slipped there. That's uh, right. And, uh, and just flooded into real estate. Yeah. Right just, I remember. With, with no sort of, you know, uh, not exactly no rhyme or reason, but the same kind of herd mentality. So it's always good to be aware of herd mentality and investing. Mm-hmm. I think real estate investors in particular are, are prone to it. And oh, yeah. I think when you have a drumbeat of, you know, there's a whole drumbeat of media around real estate now that wasn't there before, mm-hmm. like bigger pockets, mm-hmm. like even what we're doing yeah. uh, and, uh, and Facebook and things like that that didn't exist or, or you know, weren't really well known. I guess mm-hmm. Facebook was around during the crash, but it was still pretty minor. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Uh, you know, just beware. Is the point. Yeah, I, I think that's a great book. I mean, even if you step out of real estate, you go look at what happened with meme stocks, or you go look at crypto, it's all, it is just a series of feedback loops. Eventually, it cracks and breaks. And it well, goes back the other way, kind of. Yeah. Look what happened with NFTs, right? NFTs, exactly. NFTs have just, the bottom has dropped out of that market, right? Because, it, which, which uh, you know, honestly, I'm a little surprised at, because, you know, I thought that, that that people could continue to just like imagine that those things had value for a very long time, but I think it was just a very you know. It's e- it's easier for people. The, the, frankly, in my view, the thing the same thing should happen with crypto because it has just as much value as NFTs. But it, I guess it was easier for people to conceptualize the worthlessness of a yeah, of a, a JPEG, a, a <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. then um, the worthlessness of something that calls itself money. Right, and it's called money. It's yeah. called currency, so it must be worth something. Whereas, like, a, a stupid picture, yeah, it's a lot easier to like realize that that's just a stupid, Crazy. Picture, right? Yeah. So, yep. uh, so, but anyway, beware of these things, you know. And I think a lot of people too also think like, hey, I'm smarter than average, so I can get in and get out and make money and not get hurt, right? That's also a very common yes. fallacy that people have, right? And mm-hmm. I think one of the great things about the uh, Rational Exuberance book is that I've heard so many people in my investing career say, oh, well, the big banks are doing it, so therefore it must be right, right? <laughs> yeah. Which ones are doing it, so therefore it must be right. Jamie Dimon's doing it, so therefore it must be right. One of the things that, that is great about Irrational Exuberance is that he actually just completely destroys that. that and says like, they just, they screwed up as bad. They bought in, they drank the Kool-Aid they bought into it just like everybody else did. And they got hurt just like everybody else did. Right. Yep. So, and it was only a few people who were screaming, like, yes, this book, right? The Big Short, uh, yep. which is another book that I think you should read. Also, very, you know, this is for general readers, but it really, it really walks through the, the counter story to the, the financial crisis of the people who were like scratching their heads, going, like, what? I just don't get it. I don't understand what's going on here. And also had, you know, the, um, you know, who had the uh, uh, wherewithal to bet against it, right? Mm-hmm. Do, uh, yeah, the, the Big Short was a very interesting read for me. Read that one two years ago because I, I could put myself in the story because, again, I'm one of the guys that was in housing, went from legit lending to just signed this piece of paper lending, which I thought was crazy, but did it anyway. Yep. Also saw that I couldn't buy the next one because I wasn't going to get a teaser loan. So I got out and I, I could read that book and just remember where Olivia and I were and like, thank God we got out because our market went down 75%. Yeah. It's a good read. 
I mean, I remember people, you know, screaming, but, you know, there were like people like going, like tearing their hair out going, all this stuff is going to reset in two years, right? Like, I remember that conversation and, and remember like how everybody ignored it. It was like they, these people were put on TV as like the crackpots, right? Who were saying, hey, you know, when all, when these two-year teasers are gone in 2007, the whole thing is going to unravel and everybody was like, no, 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 no. It's They'll just happen. refi till you die. I remember yeah. that, yeah. And, and but those were the people who were right, right? Oh, so, no, no question. But everyone made fun of them until, you know, <laughs> yeah. until they were right. So uh, it's also, this is just, I, before we get to the next book, mm -hmm. it's also very funny. I once did a, a search for uh, what people were saying after the bubble collapsed. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of prominent economics, uh, ec economists out there even after the bubble burst, who said there was no bubble, it's coming back, this is by the dip, yeah, right? Nice. All that kind of stuff, right? And, and so somebody out there, I should have to dig this up again, compiled all these quotes of all these people who, and to make them- That would be fun to look at. Those them, right? For all the people who were saying that, you know, nothing was wrong, nothing is wrong, nothing is wrong, this is all gonna be fine, it's gonna pass by in six months, don't worry about it. <laughs> so- yeah. Um, Okay, let's see, next book. Uh, I, this one I actually have not finished yet, but this is a classic uh, book yeah. by Maniacs, Pashes, um, Panics and Pashes um, by Charles, Charles Kindlerberger. Uh, so this is, this is a classic on um, um, Maniacs. It's a little bit denser a read, um, okay. but this is also, if you're interested in economic history and the history of Bubbles and crashes. This is really good. I have not read that one. I mean, add that to my list. Thank you. Okay. Uh, next book. I just finished this one. This was a recommendation by John Montero. I don't know if you know him, but I know he's the name. A well known investor in my Facebook group. Uh, owns thousands and thousands of units. John, if you're watching, thanks nah. for recommending this. This is a really great book. The Lords of Easy Money. This uh, basically, and we've actually referred to this book on the podcast. But this book really tells the story of how the Fed lost its moorings and just pumped endless amounts of free money into the system long after it was necessary, long after they should have stopped, mm -hmm. uh, after, after they stabilized the economy after the, the financial crisis, uh, that they just continued to you know, put out easy money and how that led to sort of where we are today mm -hmm. with uh, you know, asset prices being insane and uh you know normal people being kind of yeah. pushed out of the markets right yeah. so uh, and setting up a dangerous system for the dangerous uh, you know situ situation for the future where you know basically we've just piled debt on debt on debt on debt on debt and at some point uh this is all gonna uh come due so mm -hmm. that is um most of these money is a, is a really good read also this is a book that is for general readers, not mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. So uh, this is a book that is a it tells a good story. Okay. And then last, I mean, I could go on for a long time, but just pick stuff that I have. A lot of my stuff is in my office, like I said. Sure. This uh, so in, this is not a uh, economics book per se, but this is one of my favorite books in terms of uh, how you run a business and how you keep moving, and probably about due for a reread. But this is this is the war of art. Ah. This is 
this is by this is by Stephen Pressfield. Now this book is this book is uh, not about business. Okay? okay, this book is about if you are a writer or an artist, how to get kick yourself in the butt every day to just get up and do your job and do the work. I like it. However, it is highly highly applicable if you are an entrepreneur or mm. you are let's say you are in a W two job. And you've got, and you want to break out, and you want to be a real estate investor. Yeah. And constant, and you're constantly like, yeah, well, I don't have time. I'll do it tomorrow. Awesome. I don't feel like it now. This is the book to read, which is essentially like, I mean, it's sort of tough love, right? Yeah. It's basically just like, get off your ass and just do it. I like it every single day. But it's it's really it's a it's a very very. You know, it's, it's, it's more than that. This is really one of the greatest kind of self-help books awesome. ever written. I will uh, add that to my list. Folks, just so you know, I've taken notes. I will put all the links below right to Amazon if you want to buy them. I'm going to pick up a couple of those. I have not read several of those. So yeah, thank you. The, for War, of Art, the War of Art, there's also a sequel to The War of Art okay. called Turning Pro, oh, okay. which kind of takes it to the next level. But uh, the, War, the War of Art is really just a, just a terrific book. And it was actually, it was rec recommended to me originally by a good friend of mine who is a writer hmm. and, you know, faced with that struggle of like resistance, you know, mm -hmm. like not just sitting down and doing the work, right? So I will, uh, I'm going to get that book today. Thank you for that. This is yeah. awesome. I'd love to, I love asking my expert what they read because, you know, sometimes you get the traditional books, but sometimes you pick up some gems and uh, a couple of, I still haven't got the Lords of Easy Money. I'm going to buy that and the War of Art today. Links will be below. Jonathan, where can people find you? Yeah, several places. You can go uh, join my free Facebook group called Multifamily Investment Community. Uh, there are some questions you have to ask. So please try to go on a computer because uh, Facebook doesn't show you the questions on your phone. So uh, the first time, you know, go on the computer and then once you're in, you're in and you can always use your phone. Uh, another place is if you would like to get on my investment list, you can go Google Two Bridges Asset Management and fill out the investment form. We actually have some stuff coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm recording a webinar today on a new deal. So uh, if you want nice. to get on my list, you know, please do. And then uh, if you are interested in learning how to do this all by yourself without investing with someone like me, you can join my coaching program, uh, which is very, very reasonably priced. Uh, and you can find out all the details at multifamilylaunchpad.org slash join. Awesome. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Jonathan. Mm-hmm.